Novel Finds, the podcast where we talk about your favorite books, our favorite books, and everything in between. Hey, it's me, Maggie. And me, Julia. And we are so freaking excited because today we are talking about Fourth Wing. (laughs) It's going to be so Uh, great. It's going to be so great. I'm sure some of you have heard of this book by now. It has taken the book world by storm. It sold out everywhere in a matter of weeks. It took them forever to get it reprinted. Everybody's reading it. It has the most five-star reviews on Goodreads ever. Really? history of the world no way it has the most five-star reviews really yeah oh my god so that's impressive (laughs) that's not gonna lie that is that is very impressive it's a feat it is a feat and i'm just so excited that we get to talk about it yeah oh my god me too i'm honestly i'm i'm so excited that i was able to get a copy um i got something from the second printing because I mean, I was kind of late to the game, I think. You read it way before I did. Yeah. Um, I read it. Well, my friend and at the time colleague Fleur had read it and would not stop raving about it. And then I said, hmm, interesting. I too will read this book. And I I read it in a day. Like I could not stop. Yeah. No, same. I, I think, was it you that we had like a digital copy? Yeah, or, I asked yeah. for a digital copy from the publicist. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so Desperate to read it. <laughs> and and I read it when I was um, training. I was doing an on-the-road training week. And like all of I, – I think because I didn't have just a day to sit, it actually yeah. took me two days to read. But if I had only started reading it at the beginning of the day, I absolutely would have finished it. It was so good. I get it. It's so good. It – you guys, if you like fantasy and romance and dystopian nostalgia and happiness and joy and dragons, um, <laughs> read this book. I don't know how much happiness and joy happens in this book, but you I, do feel happiness and joy, yeah, I think, reading I, this book. I got a lot of happiness and joy from yeah. reading it. So yeah. I'm counting it. So... Let me just hop right into a tiny little synopsis. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm keeping it really vague, just doing the Goodreads synopsis because yeah, a is lot this an, happens in this book. I was going to say, is this going to be a no-spoiler episode? I think for the first half, we keep it spoiler-free. And then in the second half... We'll give a spoiler warning and we'll share some spoilers, but not right away so people can get a taste of of Fourth Wing. Okay. Enter the brutal and elite world of a war college for dragon riders. 20-year-old Violet Soringale was supposed to enter the Scribe Quadrant, living a quiet life among books and history. Now, the commanding general, also known as her toughest talons mother, has ordered Violet to join the hundreds of candidates striving to become the elite of Navarre, dragon riders. But when you're smaller than everyone else and your body is brittle, death is only a heartbeat away. Because dragons don't bond to fragile humans, they incinerate them. With fewer dragons willing to bond than cadets, most would kill Violet to better their own chances of success. The rest would kill her just for being her mother's daughter. 
like Zayden Ryerson, the most powerful and ruthless wing leader in the Riders Quadrant. She'll need every edge of her wits. She'll need every edge her wits can give her just to see the next sunrise. Yet, with every day that passes, the war outside grows more deadly. The kingdom's protective wards are failing, and the death toll t- continues to rise. Even worse, Violet begins to suspect leadership is hiding a terrible secret. Mm-hmm. Friends, enemies, lovers. Everyone at the War College has an agenda, because once you enter, there are only two ways out. Graduate or die. <laughs> I I love that synopsis. I love it so much. It is so dramatic, <laughs> but it is also like the tone of the book. It, it really is. Like, we are going to die the entire book. <laughs> like it's 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 a combination of characters that are like you could die tomorrow, and the other ones are like you could die tomorrow. So have sex with anyone you want, and and the other ones are like brooding about it, and the other ones are are not. Yeah. Death is at every corner. Basically, it's like, oh, I'm doing this now. Oh, and tomorrow I have to do an activity where I might die. Mm -hmm. We will see what happens. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, "Mm mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. Now, Julia, I'm going to be really cheeky. And I'm going to give a fun fact, only (gasps) because I noticed that the fun fact isn't in your list of fun facts. Okay, great. Um, So... Violet Soringale, who's the protagonist of Fourth Wing, um, is very frail and brittle, and they constantly talk about how weak her bones are. Mm-hmm. And that is because the character, like the author herself, has Ehlers-Danlos Syndrome, which is mm. a degenerative condition that affects the connective tissues in the human body. And it's the first book, first fantasy book with that type of representation. I love that. Thank you. Yeah, that's a little fun fact. <laughs> that is a fun fact. Do you want to hear mine? I would love to. Okay, great. Um, so my first one, I mean, I just thought it was kind of crazy, but she has six kids and her youngest daughter is fostered. Like she adopted her foster child, which leads into the next fun fact where she and her husband actually have a nonprofit um, called One October that helps foster kids and foster parents. Um, now I was reading up about it and everything, and it's really, I mean, I don't know how much you know about the foster system. In general, kids that are like taken out of homes don't have a ton of time in which to pack anything. Mm -hmm. So usually if they're bringing stuff like to a new home, they do it in like a garbage bag or like a grocery bag. They don't have a lot of things with them. And so with this nonprofit, um, they are like collecting donations or raising money in order to like purchase kind of nondescript duffel bags, like black duffel bags and putting essentials in it to give to foster kids so they they aren't immediately picked out like oh all of their stuff's in a garbage bag they must be in foster care Uh, i think it's pretty cool that's really really cool that's great what a good fact yeah so it's called one october if ever interested in looking it up and donating um they're based in colorado springs but i think you can probably don't wherever so okay 
Nice. Um, and my final thought, she has written over 15 novels. Fourth Wing is not her first rodeo. No, it is not. It is not her first rodeo. Did you know? Sorry, I'm giving you some fun facts now. Please do. Um, the publishing company that she's working with started a new imprint. And she was like, oh, my gosh, I've always wanted to write fantasy romance. Can I pitch you my idea? She gave them the first 50 pages and they're like, yes, you will be the leader of this imprint. Like we are going, they this will be the book. And she goes, oh, pressure, <laughs> but worked out. Oh, all right. Okay. We're here now. This is we're what here we're now. doing. Yeah. <laughs> so amazing. Um, but that is yeah. a fun fact that I knew. I love that. Yeah. Julia, yeah. of yes. course, you came to this book from me. And mm-hmm. I came to this book from my friend Fleur. Yes. But what would you say the overall genre of this book is? Well, I I would go with fantasy that has romance in it. Yeah. Um. I I think I don't know if it's is roman romanticy is a thing. Yes, it is a thing. Yeah, it is. Um. I don't know that I would personally put it there because I feel like there's more fantasy than there is romance. It's just like in the last third of it is more romantic, you know? Um, yeah, I feel, no, like, I, would, I feel like a lot of it is is mostly her just trying to survive this dragon school. I would agree. I feel like a lot of people put it in like it's romance with fantasy, but mm-hmm. I actually feel like it's much more of a dystopian fantasy, but the last third has a very romantic relationship yeah yeah in it and some of the ways i think that she writes that romantic relationship feel much more like a romance novel than they do like a fantasy with romance in it Mm -hmm. um just some of the ways that they communicate with one another felt a lot and like it was very reminiscent of just a classic romance novel um but tell me maggie i do you think twing gives you dystopian nostalgia i don't know i think when i read this book i get the same feeling that i got when i read hunger games for the first time there is something about the way this book is written i think it's the corrupt government the danger at every turn the fast-paced writing but also it's like really good storytelling it just felt like it felt like something we haven't seen for a while. And that's not to say I haven't read really great like dystopian fantasies or fantasy romances, but the way that this one is written felt like something that I had been missing from my life for like 10 years. I get the same feeling similarly to how you feel about reading The Hunger Games. I get the same feeling reading Divergent that I did reading Fourth Wing. Yeah, it's just... uh it's so good. It's so good. Okay, but why do you think that this one is a favorite for you? Um, I I think really it is just the vibe that it gives off. I mean, I love a good fantasy and um, I love a good enemies to lovers and Absolutely. dragons. And they put all of those in one book. I freaking <laughs> love dragons. I mean, <laughs> thank God they're here. Right. That uh, tiny dragon tattoo artist that you sent me, I'm like, they're just, they're so cute. They're so gorgeous. They're amazing. So cute. They're so cute. I'm 
I'm obsessed with them. It's mm-hmm. the only dragon tattoo I've seen where I'm like, this is the most adorable little baby I've ever seen in my entire mm-hmm. life. Mm-hmm. I love chef's kiss. Yeah, they're cute. They are cute. Mm-hmm. What makes it a favorite for you? Um, I think it's just that I love I love the way that it's written. I love feeling the same sense of danger. I loved getting to go through like her year at the college and like the competition aspect and needing to bond with a dragon while also figuring out more and more about the danger that's sort of looming beyond them and what it means. I feel like it's just, it's a great first of a series and I'm excited to see where it goes. Yeah. Is it, is it going to be just a duology? Do you know? No, there's going to be like five. Oh shit. Okay. Yeah. I didn't know. I thought it was going to be a duology and I was like, okay, interesting. No. Oh my God. Yeah. Now I'm ready for that. (laughs) Yeah. I'm (laughs) ready. I'm so (laughs) ready. I haven't been this obsessed with a book in so long. I'm going to love every single one. Mm -hmm. The series I already know. Oh, it's going to be amazing. It's going to be amazing. Rebecca. Um, Okay. So what is your favorite line or section from the book? Um, Okay. So I'm not sharing like a specific line or section, but Mm -hmm. I just want to emphasize how spellbinding this book is right from the very beginning. Mm -hmm. Because what I think is really, really clever and it normally doesn't work, but it works really, really well for Fourth Wing, is that instead of us seeing Violet sort of in her natural habitat and then taking her out of it and putting her in the rider's quadrant, you see her right away being told she has to join the rider's quadrant and being pushed there immediately. Like you get no sense of who she is as a scribe. Mm-hmm. She's just forced to do this right away. And the second chapter, you guys, only the second chapter, I was sweating buckets because the second chapter, she has to walk across the parapet, which is the very first test to become a dragon rider. Mm -hmm. You have to walk like what, a hundred yards or something over this skinny little stone wall with no handrails and like people fall and die, but you have to walk across it to become a dragon rider because the college is on the other side. And that chapter alone, my heart was racing so fast. I felt the danger. I completely understood who the character was. You learned so much about her from that chapter alone about like what she like relies on and mm-hmm. what her strengths are, the qualities that she finds to be like really, really important. Mm-hmm. and good for her self-worth it's just she makes a friend and an enemy yeah like immediately 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 it's so good okay what about you yeah i uh, i really like the obstacle course actually like when they when they start training for that and then when they have like the final go over for the obstacle course i think that that's a very cool moment i think um, yeah, I mean, the whole place is really interesting. Like, she's just, I love the way that she calms herself down 
and clears her head because then it like brings you back to, oh, she's been training to be a scribe this whole time. So, I mean, I don't know how much of a spoiler it is just to say like she recites facts about the country in her head that and that calms her down. <laughs> yeah, it is. Like, she's such a nerd. <laughs> she's such a little dork and I love it. Yeah, it's just it's so funny. Um, She's so intelligent. And I yeah. I just love it. I love it so much. Yeah, she's just, she's great. She's a really, really great character to root for. Mm-hmm. All right, Maggie, important yes. question. Do, would you want to be a dragon rider? Obviously. I would love it. Do you know me at all? Oh, my God. <laughs> there is nothing I want more than a dragon. Okay, okay. Um, so what type of dragon would you want and what do you want your power to be? What do you think um, your power would be? Well, I would really want a green dagger tail. Mm. Um, one of the green dragons, which her friend Rhiannon mm-hmm. ends up getting. And, um, they're supposed to be like the most intellectual of the dragons. They're really, mm-hmm. really smart. Mm-hmm. And I don't really know what I would want um, my my power to be. I wouldn't want something on the offense. I would probably want something more of like a healing. Okay. Power. Yeah. Probably. What yeah. about you? Well, I really like. I don't. I don't remember the types of dragons they are, but I really like the blue dragon. I think yeah. it's epic. Um, and. So I think I would want something along those lines. But then I would probably, as much as I would want a a healing type power, I think what would end up coming out is something that has to do with like sound, maybe like a sonic mm. boom. Like if my voice raises to a certain decibel, it just completely flattens everything. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Because I'm not a particularly loud person, but, like, I do have a teaching voice, and that is very loud. (laughs) Well, then there we go. Yeah, yeah. So I think think that's what what would come out of me, actually. Nice. Mm -hmm. Love that. Love that. Thank you. You're welcome. So we picked our dragons as if, like, we are our own people in the book. But if you were a character in the book, what would you be? Who would you be? Oh, I would definitely want to be Violet. Yeah. There's no, that's not even a question for me. I think she is just so I mean, clever. she's badass. And she's so cool and I love her. So that's definitely who I would want to be. Yeah, I I love Rhiannon. I don't know if I would want to be Rhiannon, but I would want to be friends with her. Um, yeah. I also enjoyed Imogen. I thought she was very cool. Yeah, um, she was great. If I'm picking a male character, though, I think I'd want to be Liam. Okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. he was great. Yeah, I love I love that he just, like, whittles all of the time. Like, he is one of the smartest and, like, deadliest people in the year. But all he does is whittle, like, figurines of dragons. <laughs> it's so cute, though. <laughs> he is, he's so wholesome. Mm, yeah, I love him. Yeah. Yeah. He's wonderful. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, what do you think of Violet Soringale, 
our lead, our leading lady. I like her. I think she's a bit volatile. Yeah. Um, I think, I mean, I don't know if it's absolutely necessary necessary to say fuck as many times as they do in the book. I think that, I mean, I definitely get that right time, right place. It's a very intense thing. Yeah. Um, but I think that she's a bit young still. And, and I'm excited to watch her kind of grow because I can I see the potential there. And I think she's going to be great. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Yeah, I love her. I I like how she tries to get through a lot of the different challenges as best that she can and also mm-hmm. how determined she is to become as strong as she can be and the yeah. best writer that she can be. I think she has a lot of really admirable qualities and mm-hmm. I, I really, really like her. I like that she consistently stands up for herself. Yeah, me too. People are always saying that she's weak and can't do anything. Um, And she is constantly proving them wrong and telling them you're wrong. Yeah. And thank God, because she's amazing. She is. She is. I Yeah. Mm. Okay. So because she has um, brittle bones, weak ligaments, all of this, so small. <laughs> this dragon school is uh not great for her. So at what moment were you the most nervous for her safety? Well, genuinely, I was probably the most nervous during the parapet scene. I was gonna say same. Like that's that's um, the one where I was like, mm. especially because I at this time was watching The Last of Us. Have you seen this TV show? I've not. And in The Last of Us, in the first episode, you follow this one. Are you, are you okay if I spoil it? Yeah, I don't care. If you follow one character in the first episode, and at the end of that episode, they die. So you mm-hmm. think that you're going to be with this character the whole time, and then they die, and you change point of view. And I was like, what if that happens You've been tricked before. I have been traumatized one too many times. Oh, no. Um, Yeah, no, I also was very nervous at the parapet, especially because it started raining. Um, But, okay, thought. I have a theory. I have a theory. Tell me. Tell me your theory. Tell me your thoughts. Her mom can control the weather. What if she made it rain? Oh, my God. Don't even. I already am so suspicious of her mom in so many ways. She's so sus. She's She's so, so sus. That woman is up to no good. Zero good to be done with her. So. Mm -hmm. I just, I had that, I had that thought the second time through. Um, I was like, ooh, what, what if, like, maybe it's unintentional or maybe it is. I think it's intentional. I think it could be intentional. I think, I think you might be right. And I don't like that. Thank you. I mean, I'm sorry, but. It's all right. Okay. Um, For the last few questions, let us just say what we want. This is when we're going to start talking about spoilers, people. This is spoiler zone. Spoiler city, population us. Um, (laughs) 
Julia, let's talk about the romance. What do you think of Violet and Zayden? Oh, my God. It's so hot. It's so... (laughs) I mean, even before they started doing each other, um, it was very sensual. They were just... They were constantly in each other's space. Um, I, I especially liked when he caught her at the tree like when they were having their night meeting the the marked kids and um and violet is literally like not there to spy there to like get berries to poison fellow students um which i mean yeah it's so smart and also other theory because there are a couple of moments in that where it says the shadows hugged her and Zayden controls shadows where I'm just like, oh, okay. So he knew she was there the entire time. He was keeping her uh, oh, yeah. covered the entire time. Um, and then like they have their, not really a confrontation, but a bit of a confrontation a- after everyone has left. And she's like, okay, everyone's gone. I can climb down from the tree. And then he's like standing right there. <laughs> Uh (laughs) like we knew this was gonna happen (laughs) oh yeah absolutely Mm -hmm. and just the fact that he supports um i mean he even calls her violence like he he supports her standing up for herself um he understands that she is strong and capable whereas dane does not Dane, who repeatedly, like every single conversation, is like, I'm just trying to protect you by making you leave and by all of these other things. And I'm just like, stop, stop, stop. Stop it. Yeah. We've had this conversation like five times, Dane. Like, pick a a different phrase. Uh, Yeah. I I hate Dane. I hate him so much. I do too. So I listened to this audiobook with my mom um nice yeah yeah we were driving we were moving out of california driving back to michigan and i was like oh i had this mystery we were gonna listen to the paris apartment but it was i forgot to download it onto my phone i just checked it out from the library so i was like mm-hmm. oh okay um uh what i guess here here are the other audiobooks that i have mom if you're interested and she picked fourth wing and i i having already read it knowing exactly what happens in the fourth wing (laughs) after like the third time dane said i just want to protect you um i looked over at her and i was like "Ugh, dane is so annoying and my mom was like he just loves her and i'm like no no mom (laughs) don't even but then I had to remember that she doesn't know what happens in the book. So I can't like spoil it. All I said was, he's annoying. He's really annoying. He's and a terrible friend. Yeah. Do not even give him a second look, Mom. Mm. <laughs> that that's the the bait and switch that happens, I think. But it's less of a bait because I really wasn't that into Dane at all. Uh, no, ever. me neither. He was always annoying me yeah so So, what do you what do you think about violence and zayden oh i love them yeah i think they're great i have no like 
I think they're wonderful. I love that he calls her violence. Mm-hmm. I love that he trusts her. I could personally use a little bit more conversation between the two of them because it's just like, I hate you. Let's make out. Mm-hmm. I'm like, um, it's a vibe. I need a little bit more. Like, I'm happy hey. for you guys. Yeah. But I need to understand, like, you can't drop the love word and not give me some conversation. Like, what was so great about Katniss and Peeta, right, is they spent mm-hmm. all that time in the cave talking about themselves. They got to know each other. They did. I'm not seeing that from Zayden and Violet, and I'm worried that it will cause drama later on. Mm. Well, there already is kind of drama. So I feel like book two will probably have a lot more conversation because book one was very physical. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just going to be a lot more drama generally. Mm-hmm. So I'm yeah. very excited for book two, though. Um, we'll get into that. We'll get into that. Yeah, I can't wait. Um, What plot twists were you able to guess? Um, I, I had, I like knew, so basically at the end, there's all of these different setups that are happening Mm -hmm. and I won't give away like completely what they are just because it would also just take me forever to explain the context of what's going on at the end of the book. Yes. But I guessed all of that. I was like, oh, I know that this is a setup. Oh, I know that these people are working for these people. Mm -hmm. Oh, I, I like, I knew that. But I also, I am firmly in the house of belief that you can guess a plot twist but if you're still enjoying the ride when you get there then Mm -hmm. it's a good book like I don't need to be that surprised like that's that doesn't bother me yeah um I am I did not guess the very last plot twist where there's like the very last Mm, paragraph yeah I I did not guess that one either I when I read that I literally cried Fair. <laughs> I was shook. I was yeah. shook to my bones. I I loved it. That was yeah. that was easily my favorite. Um, I have to say the only one that I really got was when everyone divided for the the last war games. That was the one where I was like, oh, I think I know what's happening here. Um, the Dane one. I did not see and got very mad at. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I forgot about that. I knew something was suspicious, but I yeah. didn't know what. Yeah. Um because it 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 was mentioned and then it like never was mentioned again and yeah. So then, like, the second time through the book, I paid a little bit more attention and was like, ooh, um, unsavory, because the, the plot twist had been happening literally the entire time. Yeah. So. Right under our noses. Right under our noses. hmm Which feels a bit rude. But also, yeah. how did I not see that coming? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But what are you most excited to keep reading about? Um, uh, gosh, that's a really good question. I'm probably most excited to just keep reading about the political intrigue. 
I love some political drama. You know, I I don't normally get into political intrigue, but this one is is intriguing. The intrigue do be intrigue. <laughs> quite an intrigue in particular. So yeah, I would say yeah. that would be my answer. Mm-hmm. What characters do you want to see more of? I want to see more of Violet's sister. I don't remember her name. Um, I, I Mira. From her. Mira. Yeah, mm-hmm. I want to see a lot more from her. I could probably do without. I don't know. I feel like there's going to be a massive divide between Violet and Mira in book two. Oh, that, maybe. I think... It could go. Yeah. It could go either way, but I think it it'll probably way. be a divide for most of book two. Especially knowing that there's going to be five books in this series, it could even yeah. last through book three. Like, oh my God. I know, my heart. You know, That's I know. Okay. What can you do? Read about it. Read about it, and yeah. beg Rebecca to write as fast as possible. <laughs> Read it and weep. I don't. Literally, read it and weep. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I'm excited to see more of Rhiannon. Um, Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I I am also very interested in how book two is going to go. Like, in terms of where Violet is going to be. Yeah, because I'm I'm honestly kind of confused about how she's going to be back at the school, you know? We'll just have to see. I know. I have no idea. Like I'm trying to keep this as vague as possible. Yeah. But but you guys it went down at the end of book 1. It really did. Like the last 50 pages are epic. Epic. So I'm I'm just here to be surprised and to enjoy the ride. Like, Mm -hmm. I have no expectations Mm -hmm. at all. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I wouldn't even be surprised if, like, her dad isn't actually dead. (laughs) Like, maybe he just, he just, like, faked his death and and went somewhere. And ran off. Yeah, because, I mean, her mom is sus. Yeah. I mean, I would, I'd be like, ma'am, you are kind of mean. And suspicious. Right. He's just and hiding he... in like a corner of the scribe quadrant. Right. <laughs> There's like this deep dungeon <laughs> reading his books. You open the door with a candle. He looks up and hisses. I don't know. He's shy. <laughs> what, what can you do? <laughs> I mean, we don't know anything really about him other than her dad died a year before the book starts. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's all yeah. we have. Mm-hmm. All right, Julia, yeah. who are the antagonists and why does Dane have such intense scale energy? Oh, my God. <laughs> Am I wrong? Okay. You are not wrong. Dane has... Ga- I'm going to go with the second one first. Yeah. Dane has Gale energy because he is a narc, because he is a good boy narc. Um, he it isn't even really like pining after violet he just thinks that he is but also is like oh but we can't like he really just kind of gets off on stringing her along yeah you know and the minute that she starts finding interest in someone else he gets mad about it yeah 
Um, be rude. Let me just say. Yeah. Um. So that is why I think Dane gives Gail energy is because he is very milk toast. He is so annoying. He follows to the he follows the rules to the point of where when Violet's in danger, he's like, "Sorry, I cannot save your life because I would be breaking the rules." Yeah, um, uh, like you've been friends for twenty years. Yeah, what? Can you not? <clears throat> yeah, can you not do that? Maybe just can just you... a thought. Like maybe human life is more important than a rule book that someone wrote out. I don't. So basically, I hate that. Yeah, it's not great. Um, okay, but the antagonists, uh, well, the Griffin Riders are and Griffins, and uh, yeah, they're they're I think like the country's antagonists. They're who we yeah we are concerned about the whole time. But then we have like mom and the other commanding generals that are just like there's something off there so i i would i would say that they're also antagonists especially general melgrin who has like the other black dragon and anytime violet mentions him she mentions how unsettled she feels when he looks at her yes like it's it's gross it's it's very it's very very predatory i don't like it very predatory and nobody needs that in their lives no Ugh. yeah um who would you say the antagonists are i would completely agree i think um zayden has antagonistic energy for her in the beginning Mm -hmm. otherwise it's mostly dane the school itself like trying to get through the college sort of Mm -hmm. sort of like an external force that she has to get through and then um all the battling, all of the the people outside the walls, the griffins, the generals. Yeah. There's a lot of antagonistic forces. Everything really stacks up against Violet. <laughs> yeah. And not just Violet. It, it really, like, stacks up against... It's hard to live there. They make yeah. it difficult to live in that, that universe. They do not make it easy. If not for dragons, I would not want to be there. No. Probably me neither. I don't need yeah. that much no. chance of death in my life. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Know. Um, do you want to cast it? You want to cast? I would love it? to cast it with you. All right. Okay. Um, let's start with the dragons. Okay. All right. Um, so I don't have anyone. So here's a huge spoiler. Do not mm-hmm. listen to this sentence unless you've read the book. Violet gets two dragons. <laughs> she gets bonded to two dragons. So I did not have anyone for Andarna because I couldn't think of anyone with a voice that was cute enough but not annoying. I've I've got one for her. You've got yeah. one. Great. But I do have one for Tarn and for Zayden's dragon. Mm, I don't have one for um, Zayden's dragon. So Violet and Zayden's dragons are bonded to each other. So yeah. they're like married for life, which is sort of why Violet and Zayden start hanging out. Yeah. But... For Taryn Patrick Page, um, do you know this actor? He currently voices Hades in Hades Town. He has like the uh-huh. lowest voice mm-hmm. in the world. Okay. It literally okay. sounds like rumbling. Yeah. Um, and then for I do not know how to pronounce Zayden's dragon's name. Scale, 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 scale. Yeah. Uh, Kate Blanchett. 
Yes. I mean, that was immediately what I was thinking when you're like Zayden's dragon. Um, it's Kate Blanchett. Like, no question in my mind. Yes. Yeah. Um, I have for Tarn, I have um, Rory McCann. I have no clue who that is. He played the Hound in Game of Thrones. Oh, So he's okay. got a very, like, gravelly voice. Yeah. Um, but I think yours probably would fit better because deep, like, deep voice, I think, is really what I was going for. Um, yeah. You'll have to, um, you'll have to go and, like, listen to his voice and then get back to me. Yeah. Because, yeah, I'll let you know. Yeah. Please do. Please do. But then for Andarna, um, yes. I have... Sasha Rosen. Um, she voiced Prince Ezrin in The Dragon Prince, which is on Netflix. Um, okay, I haven't seen it, but I'll check that out. It's a very it's a very cool show. Um, I haven't I don't know if it's the second or third season that I haven't watched, but it is it it I like it. Um the okay. voice of of Sokka from Avatar is in it that actor sure. is one of the actors in it he's like the main character and then prince ezrin their brothers um and ezrin has like a, a very cute voice but authoritative but also playful but it's i think it would fit really well okay perfect mm-hmm. perfect yeah amazing who do you have for dane um, okay, so Dane was interesting, and you're going to have to bear with me because I went less on acting ability and okay. more on vibe of <laughs> the face okay, and the person. Okay. okay, like I think I don't know if these all of these actors could do it like with acting chops, but I believe that they have the potential to mm-hmm. embody the character. Mm-hmm. And that is Lucas Hedges, Cole Sprouse, and Jordan Fisher. Okay, I need to know who the first and last one are in. Like what? Uh, they're in. Lucas Hedges is in the Three Billboards. Did you see that movie, Lady Bird? Know. Did you see that? Movie? Oh yeah. Okay. Um, he's in that. He date. He's the one who dates Lady Bird for a little bit. Gotcha. Yep, I follow. Um, and then Jordan. Jordan Fisher. I I know him less from his film work and more. He's in like a lot of musicals. Are you looking him up? I am looking him up right now. Okay. He looks very familiar. I've seen him in something. Yeah. You've definitely seen him in stuff. I would say between the three, Lucas Hedges has like the look that I imagine Dane to have, which is just like military boy. Yeah. Yeah. So I actually had um, Lucas Till as as Dane. Um, He was the blonde dude in hannah montana the movie <laughs> shut up <laughs> also, he's also in, a he's also in x-men trucks. Oh. <laughs> yeah, he's also in x-men um but i just remembered him from hannah montana um yeah but he fits the same like i don't know if he could do it acting wise but he uh-huh. he's fitting the overall vibe like yeah. we know the vibe that we're going for okay all right all right follow me on this path because I have a second okay. one for Jane. I think it would be interesting. I think the acting chops are there. Josh Hutcherson. Yeah, I don't not see it, but I f- I don't think people. I mean, would obviously, do it. no one wants that because he's Peter. Because of but the I Hunger think Games. it would be cool. I think it would be like 
that's it's like the flip side of PETA. Yeah, I definitely see that. Yeah. I also could see him getting cast as a different character in yeah. the world. Yeah, I could see that. I can't think of who it would be off the bat, but I definitely feel like he fits the universe generally. Mm-hmm. Like he also just has like you could set him in a military dragon war camp and believe that he's there. No yes. question. Mm-hmm. He could be the one that had to go through year one twice. Yeah, he could be that guy. I would believe mm-hmm. him as that guy. I want to, based on personality, cast him as Liam, but he doesn't have the look I'm going for. He he doesn't. Um, I If there's like Brennan flashbacks, I think he would be a solid Brennan. Yeah. I would agree. Yeah. But would he be a good... I don't know. Yeah. It's so tough. Mm-hmm. But he definitely fits in the world. Yes, he does. All right. Okay. Um, Zayden. Zayden, I have no one. Oh, really? Okay. Okay. I couldn't figure it out because I... Yeah. I couldn't... I couldn't decide what I wanted. Fair enough. Um, <laughs> do you have anyone for Violet? Um, okay, so here's my thought on Violet based off of who I think would be the best actress to play her, mm-hmm. and that is Zendaya. I think Zendaya Ooh. would be so good. Okay, but based off the fact that Violet is supposed to be like short and frail, yeah, my thoughts are Caitlin Dever. Who? Oh, you know her. She's in Booksmart. I haven't actually seen Booksmart. What? I know. I know. One of the greatest movies of our generation? Okay. You said that about Barbie, too. I stand by both of those. <laughs> <laughs> it's not my fault that there are so many. Multiple movies great, of our generation. Great movies in our generation. <laughs> um, okay, look her up, because I think that you would recognize her face. Okay, Caitlin. Caitlin Dever, D-E-V-E-R. Okay, yeah, I could see that. Yeah. I've not seen her do anything in, like, the fantasy sci-fi realm. But she's Mm -hmm. a really good actress, so I I think she could do it. Yeah. Okay, you want to hear mine? Yes, so badly. Okay, I think Natalia Dyer. Oh, the lady from... Stranger um, Things. Nancy in Stranger Things. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. She would also, I think, potentially be a good... um, The sister. Oh, <laughs> Imogen. No, I don't think she's tough enough to be Imogen. Imogen needs to strike fear into my heart. Fair. Do we even know if this is going to be a movie or a show? Oh, I'm sure that, that it's in talks of being something. Like, it there's no way that it's be. not. But I'm sure. They're like, this book sold out immediately. Let's capitalize on this. Yeah. I'm sure it's just all on hiatus at the moment with all of the strikes. Yes. Which, I mean, as it should be. Take all the time in the world you need. So, I'm sure that that's all that it is. Okay, well, Julia. Yeah. Do you have any guesses as to what is going to happen in book two? I do. Um, Okay, let's hear it. So, she is somehow going to make it back to Basgaith. And um, I think that she will be put under a lot of scrutiny 
And she's mm. going to, one, not talk to Dane slash possibly kill him. Um, okay. I hope on, so. Yeah, same. Um, I th- But he might be raised to leadership at that point. So they, it's yeah. going to be rough. Um, but yeah, I think she's going to, one, I don't remember her scribe friend's name, but I think she's going to start doing some secret research on things using her scribe friend. Oh, absolutely. Um, I think that, I mean, Zayden's out now. Like, he's graduated at this point. Um, yeah. So he has to hover around, obviously, which is another thing where I'm just, I'm kind of confused as to how she's going to be back at school. Because I think in the summary, she is going back to school. I can honestly state that I have not read the summary. Let me see if I can find it. Because I read it just the other day. I think via Rebecca's Instagram. Sure. Okay. So here we are. Um, The first year is when some of us lose our lives. The second year is when the rest of us lose our humanity. Quote by Zayden Ryerson. Everyone expected Violet Sorengale to die during her first year at Basgayath War College, Violet included. But threshing was only the first impossible test meant to weed out the weak-willed, the unworthy, and the unlucky. Now the real training begins, and Violet's already wondering how she'll get through. It's not just that it's grueling and maliciously brutal, or even that it's designed to stretch the rider's capacity for pain beyond endurance— It's the new vice commandant who's made it his personal mission to teach Violet exactly how powerless she is, unless she betrays the man she loves. Although Violet's body might be weaker and frailer than everyone else's, she still has her wits and a will of iron, and leadership is forgetting the most important lesson Basgayath has taught her. Dragon riders make their own rules. But a determination to survive won't be enough this year. Because Violet knows the secret, the real secret hidden for centuries at Basgayath War College, and nothing, not even Dragonfire, may be enough to save them in the end. Oh, oh snap. I know. So really the, the only drama. things we got we got from that is there's a new vice commandant mm-hmm. um who is out to get Violet, which makes me think that it might be Dane or Dane's father. I don't I don't know. Um, and she's back at school and she is going to be tested even more than what she was. Great. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. I just need to know how she gets back to school because at the end of the first book, I thought it was like specifically told, like if you stay and don't go to the other location, consider yourselves rebels and traitors mm-hmm. you know i don't no, i don't know i'm sure that there will be some explanation i'm sure they will and we'll find out very soon because theoretically it'll be right at the start of the book the, hopefully yeah i thought you were talking about like actually we will know relatively soon since it comes out this fall and also that it comes mm-hmm. out so soon thank god mm-hmm. 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 i can only handle so much what do you think is going to happen in book two um i can i be totally honest i've not given it much thought 
<laughs> I'm trying not to even think about it. Fair enough. Like, I just want to be surprised. I want to figure it um, all out. I just want to vibe. Well, there you go. Yeah. Hopefully we can vibe early. But if not, we will be getting the book at the same time as everyone else. And thank God for that. I cannot mm-hmm. wait. So soon. Mm-hmm. So soon. So soon. Oh, my God. All right. Well, Juliet, do you have any book recommendations for people looking for something after Fourth Wing? Um. So I do have recommendations, but they're not going to be like surprising ones. I sure, that's fine. <laughs> I am recommending um the Akatar series. Specifically, I think um like A Court of Mist and Fury and the Wings and Ruin are sure. pretty pretty comparable to this one. Um but then also the do to do what am I thinking? Oh, duh. I got distracted because I was moving stuff around on my computer. Um, I also think that Divergent is a good good uh, shout for yeah. read a dystopian. Yeah. Yeah, I would definitely say something like Divergent Hunger Games if you're looking for more of the fast-paced dystopian feel. Um, if you're looking mm-hmm. for fantasy with dragons, I would recommend Aragon and Priory of the Orange mm. Tree, for sure. Did you finish that? Yeah, I did. So that's right, people. Finished <laughs> Priory of the Orange Tree. And it was amazing. It's just really long. Nice. But it was so good, but really long. Yeah, yeah. I started reading it a while ago on my Kindle and then stopped um, but I, I enjoyed it, what I was reading. I just, yeah. I think it was right before I went to Hawaii over Christmas. Okay. Yeah. Maybe give it another, another chance. Yeah. I highly recommend. Yeah. Yeah. Well, cool. Well, I guess with that, we heckin did it, you guys. Thank you so much for listening. If you like what you heard, share us with your other bookish friends and family. And if you're listening with Spotify or Apple Podcasts, be sure to rate and review the show. We're off to record our newest mini-sode for our Patreon. If you're interested in joining our Novel Finds community on Patreon, follow the link in our bio. And be sure to follow us on Instagram at Novel Finds Podcast. Thank you so much for being a novel friend. We'll see y'all soon. Bye. Bye.